Greetings. Salutations. I'm Frances. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. Today is April 18th. It's a Sunday. Lazy Sunday up in the ski. Um, Mm -hmm. Very exciting. (laughs) I wish I had, I don't know, any like cool things happening today i might be getting a box uh-huh. spring delivered from Ooh. set deck which is really nice one so of the many adult. perks of working in production is that you get free things a lot because oh, they don't want to cool. bother selling them you're fully <laughs> vaccinated that's exciting oh yeah that's true i am fully vaccinated my I'm a week I, behind but i'll yeah, be there no real symptoms it's been going well for me i was like tired yesterday i took like a really long nap and had like yep. a bad dream but that's like pretty standard for me when i sleep so i don't think that was a result of <laughs> the vaccine <laughs> probably not i don't think so. um i have something very exciting to share with you oh i'm so before excited. we get started so last night i was looking at our senior yearbook uh because the episode with nick just came out and i was looking for pictures of us doing like a play plays together mm-hmm. like theatrical photos to post on social media and so then of course i start a trip down memory lane i'm flipping through the yearbook and our yearbook had this thing called senior wills which i don't think a lot of schools do i think it's a smaller school thing well because we had the space because we only right. got 22 <laughs> people so they they needed pages to fill. yes so basically a senior will is like each person like leaves memories quote unquote to their friends and it's always like stupid teenager inside jokes like half of what i left people i have no idea what it means um so i'm reading through and read my husband was reading it and he was like he was looking at my ex-boyfriend's senior will and in it he mentioned taking me on our first date to kick and chicken even though i was a vegetarian at the time and reed goes <laughs> such a josh move <laughs> it is a josh so move. solid which i thought it was just very funny Wait, but did he know you're a vegetarian because he was kind of dumb no he didn't Oh, okay. Um, but, or I don't know, maybe he did. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I blocked it out. But that was funny. But here's the real kicker. My senior will to mm-hmm. you, I am so excited. I loved reading yours to me. It was so funny. I, I, I remembered most of the little, like, silly things. I remember what I left you. I remember at least one of them was, like, a friend that is neither crass nor judgmental. Yes. And that's very much oh, an insight joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says dot, 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 oh, wait. Um, there's a, a less problems with hiccuping slash coughing yeah. was one of the things you left me. <laughs> also a very much an inside joke. We'll expand very on one much. day for y'all, I'm sure. One day. Um, I left you a ton of shit that we just joked about a ton. But most importantly, I left you readings of the Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had totally forgotten that, like, I had put that in here. But I, I like, freaked out when I read it. I was like, oh, my God, read like <laughs> oh my gosh that's so cute i mean yeah. it makes sense because it was like it was like a big part of our uh, well, it's adolescence we, it's a thing we did like a lot mm-hmm. i don't <laughs> we, so i wish funny. we could like go back and like chat I know, with like 16 right? year old us and just like, be like guys <laughs> would you believe 12 years from now that you guys have a podcast about this and we would have been like what's a podcast yeah, what's a podcast i've never heard of that <laughs> Yeah, it's 2009. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Very funny. Just to further proof that these books have shaped our lives. And that's really cute. And cute. It's nice to see lasting friendships, which we see lasting friendships in this book. So true. And the beginnings of new friendships. So true. Would you like to Um, tell us about them? I would love to. So for this episode, we have read in Volume 9, Princess Mia, the section Thursday, September 16th, 6 p.m., The Loft, through the section. I don't know why I don't ever, like, prepare this. (laughs) Sunday, September 19th, 2 a.m., Tina Hakim Baba's bedroom. So we stopped at Sunday, September 19th, 5 p.m., The Loft. Um, So... Great section. I'm going to go ahead and give you a little synopsis, and then we'll uh, we'll dive in. Michael sends Mia a friendly email, which she deletes. Mia's friends welcome her back to school, with the exception of Lily. Everyone thinks Mia and JP are dating, and Mia continues to insist they're just friends, despite JP's consistent attempts to spend time with her. Lana is kind to Mia and invites her to go shopping. Noting that her clothes don't fit anymore and she's supposed to do one thing every day that scares her, Mia accepts. Mia has a nice time shopping with Lana and Trisha and spends an exorbitant amount of money. 
Helen is concerned about Mia's new friends and new habits. Mia spends the night at Tina's, and Boris and JP show up while Tina's parents are out. Mia tells JP about shopping with Lana and about going to therapy, and JP is kind and supportive. So, very well done. Thank you. Great section. Uh, central theme do one thing every day that scares you. I don't live by this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do either. But, like, it's. It's good advice in some capacities. If, like, I feel like it's like um, the amazing film, Yes Man, mm-hmm. where like the whole <laughs> idea is, yeah. behind it is like, you should say yes up to a point right. unless you're hurting someone. Do and one also thing every day that like... scares you safely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you should also let people in and let people in on like the thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's important people know where you are. Yeah, Absolutely. So we kick it off right after Mia has just left therapy. Yes. Um, and she finds out that Philippe had men- had talked to Principal Gupta about what was going on and she's all upset. And she was like, you told Principal Gupta, now the whole school's going to know. Um, and of course, <laughs> Philippe is like, no. <laughs> Why would Principal Gupta be gossiping? With yeah, students? about like mental health right and Philippe does say he's like she's too professional for that and Mia's like yeah the the only people who currently know are Helen Mr. G Lars and Philippe she asks about grandmare and Philippe has this incredible like just sums up grandmare in one sentence she doesn't know she is as usual blissfully ignorant of everything that does not directly involve her so true don't we all know someone like that absolutely absolutely (laughs) We probably like work with them or we used to be friends with them. (laughs) Um, So while, while Mia was at therapy, Helen cleaned Mia's room. And Mm -hmm. after she gets home and showers, she incinerates her Hello Kitty pajamas. (laughs) Which is fucking hilarious. And like, is that a a real thing? People living in New York, please tell us. Carter, if you're listening. Um, are in cinema because I feel like I always see shows and like t- and movies that set based and set in New York where yeah. they talk about incinerators in like the basement or whatever. What that seems yeah. very dangerous. Um, Is it because to like m- mitigate the like volume of trash? I guess. I th- yeah, I believe so. That's terrifying. Yeah, I have right? a very unnatural fear of fire. I don't know where it derived from. I have never had any bad experiences with fire yeah, but I have always been, been I've never been on fire personally but I've I've always been extra anxious about like stuff catching on fire all the time like even when I'm not at home I'm checking my little doggy fair. cam yeah, yeah it's like a good a, fear yeah, that's a normal fear like I don't <laughs> think you're crazy for that yeah um, but, but like imagine a fr- freaking just like the pit of hell in your basement or like a boiler or wait, is that what it's called? You know what I'm talking about? Like in like like a furnace? A furnace that like it's a fire that heats your whole house, but it's in mm. like a little Yeah, thing. I think that's called a furnace. I don't okay, know. Yeah. It's like we don't have that in Charleston. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> it doesn't we get cold we there. are the furnace in <laughs> yeah. Charleston. Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah. Let us know about like these incinerator rooms or whatever. And also just like asterisk don't don't make fun of us for not knowing about it <laughs> yeah it's like a cultural thing <laughs> like we're from the south where we don't have those um okay so michael sends me a, a very casual email because as we've known the last section they agreed to be friends How do you but this? um she deletes it i mean it's he's doing what he said he was gonna do and like being friendly but it's a little early it's it's too soon i I think it's way too soon and i think he should absolutely have the perspective to know that because he's in pain we know he's in pain obviously it's expected i think it's i'm sure he's just like trying to like grasp for normalcy but like he should i feel like he should have given it a month but, like, too, it's hard. Like, when you go through a breakup, if you don't – even if you do want to be breaking – like, I remember, okay, back in high school, which is, like, the last time I went through a breakup, I guess. <laughs> um, oh, no, I guess it was college. Whatever. Even if you want to break up with a person, if you've been together for a while, it still feels weird. Like, you still feel like you want to talk to them because yeah. you're so used to it. I think it's hard to, like, 
rationalize with yourself to like not talk to them. You're like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. It's normal. It's fine. Right. It's fine. It's fine. I, yeah, no, you're totally right. I just, I don't know. But I, I just, agree. It's too like, soon. It's, it's too casual. Soon. Yeah. But he does say that Lily mentions that Mia wasn't in school all week in the yeah. Um, which she, Mia deletes. She can't mm-hmm. handle it, which is like, I think that's fair. I think, I think that's fair. a fair reaction. Yeah. I don't, I don't hold that against her. I, I honestly, yeah, I don't either. even think it's juvenile. Like, I think it's just like, I, she's kind of just like, I can't deal with this pain right now. So yeah. I need to just shove it off to the side and we're going to deal with that later. <laughs> I agree. Um, and there's on page 80, there's this really funny moment that I want to read. After she deletes the email, she says, now mom's calling me. She and dad and Mr. G have ordered pizza from Trey Giovanni. We're all going to sit down to dinner like a normal family. Just me, my mom, her husband, their kid, and my dad, the Prince of Genovia. Oh, yeah, we're a normal family, all right. No wonder I'm in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) On the next page, too, she says, I think Dr. K was wrong, and I do need drugs, which, like, in con, like, I mean, even it's, we don't even need to put it in context. I just like that that's like directly opposite on yes the, next page. <laughs> the immediate next sentence <laughs> um but when mia goes to get dressed for school her clothes don't fit um I and she's kind of like distinct huh? memory of this <laughs> i don't know why like this book and this like section or reading is a part that like i always comes up in my brain when we're talking hmm. about it and i don't know why um but i love it and i just think it's really cute and she's <laughs> she says that's right. I actually have boobs to squeeze or to be squeezed. <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but I looked down and they there they were. Hello, boobs. Which, Hello, boobs. Which like directly, I mean, correlate correlates to my life. Like I distinctly remember waking up one day and being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> happening here? That's never happened to me. <laughs> but that's okay. We're all that's different okay. shapes and sizes. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> for at some point in your high school career to not fit into your uniform mm-hmm. like it's not everybody's weight thing. fluctuates yeah well and That's like very it's from ages 14 to 18 so like yeah. you do a lot of growing in that time yeah um, I didn't I actually have not grown since I was so. about 11 I was gonna say yeah you're a very <laughs> I said that to read the other person. day I was like a tallish 11 year old and then that was it <laughs> did you I've have grown out a little I'm not I'm no longer a double zero yeah you filled out I was like, when I was like <laughs> and you look great you looked great <laughs> oh, then you, you look great now you know I was, I like did it. you think when you were 11 though were you like oh fuck yeah I'm gonna be tall I don't remember <laughs> probably I was probably like at least thinking I was gonna be normal <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean I'm normal I'm just a little short I um, did well when I was in seventh grade. I'm not seven. Yeah, seventh grade. I w- I had a growth spurt and I grew to be five three. And I was mm. like, oh hell yeah, I'm one to <laughs> up and up. I'm gonna be tall because people Freaking in my family giant. are like normal size, like pretty yeah, tall. Yeah, like, my my mom is taller than me, and like because and I stopped mm-hmm. growing. I stopped growing up, grew out, but no more up. And like, yeah, we both just stopped up and then yeah. went out. <laughs> I was just like, all right, well, this is where I live now. Here we are. <laughs> Uh, but we're both perfect and amazing. hundred uh, percent. As are you, friends. Um, <laughs> speaking of perfect, Tina, Mia keeps thinking about Tina as a root helping pull her out of this hole she's in. And I love that because Tina absolutely is because she's amazing. She is um, amazing. Everybody thinks Mia and JP are dating um, at lunch. You know, everybody's welcoming her. So happy to see her back, which is really nice. Except Lily sitting at kenny's table mm-hmm. lily is not sitting with them uh perrin and ling sue are sitting with lily but that's because perrin is on student government with lily yeah. or so they say and ling sue is quote best friends with perrin and, and but- she's the secretary as well this time oh she is i thought yeah, it was she- perrin no, um, yeah, Perrin's the vice prince, vice principal. <laughs> Perrin is the vice president, and Lin uh, Su is the secretary because she says, "Oh, I'm the secretary this time." After that whole disaster with the right. treasurer last time, Kenny's the treasurer. Oh, now. right, 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 right. Um, You're right. So, like, they kind of like brush over, and that's the explanation mm-hmm. for why Lily is sitting with yes. him. And Ling Su says she'd rather sit with Mia. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
who knows if that's true also quick sidebar lily has this idea to rent out the roof space of aehs for cell phone towers to pay for student laptops which is number one a really good idea but also like how how do you execute that as a kid (laughs) yeah like sure yes that's a great idea it's one of those it's a great idea in theory yeah like situations we're like absolutely yeah lily you know what that's a fucking great idea and that's really cool of you to be like that'll help pay for laptops for the scholarship kids like yeah but maybe like do something more attainable yeah because that like to do that would take years yeah i'm all about it though great idea great idea execute it a plus yeah um also quick sidebar on page 87 when mia's noticing everyone thinking her and jp are dating she says but ling su's not the only one who thinks jp and i are an item when i went to return my lunch tray one of the cafeteria workers smiled at me and said maybe you can get him to give our corn a try the corn fucking strange (laughs) and funny i mean i guess we didn't really have lunch ladies um no we like had takeout for lunch yeah we brought lunch so it was a lot easier but yeah i mean yeah i thought that's i guess that's i don't know let us know kids who had lunch ladies um lunch people uh were they all up in y'all's business because I guess we had like PTA moms who are in our business so it would make sense that like other adults who see us every day and we chat with who like Mm -hmm. see the different relationships would be like oh hey girl how how are you hey sweetie true (laughs) true who knows but it you know everybody knows about the corn I guess anyway Mia before Jim has a really weird interaction with Lana where Lana is like nice to her and is like, I've been looking for you all week. And she thanks her for saying yes to her mom's invitation to speak at the Domina Ray event, um, which is interesting. And Trisha's mm-hmm. kind of like, what's going on here? Which who's Lana's best friend. Also, while Mia is writing about this in PE, she is just sitting down while they're playing like softball, writing in her journal, yeah, she's like in, like, in the, the outfield. outfield. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Can't you see I'm busy writing in my journal? <laughs> Dude, um, but, but she goes, As if you get the ball, loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the ball. Um, so yeah, she's not participating. No. But anyway, Lana is like, suggests they let bygones be bygones, notices Mia's clothes don't fit, and invites her to go shopping with them the next day they're going to a lingerie trunks show they're going it's agent provocateur i thought they were going to um or well she says oh, the audiobook says they're going to bindles it's a it, they're going to bindles but it's an agent provocateur trunk show Ooh. yeah so very expensive yeah though agent provocateur sounds very trashy to uh, me. right someone was um, talking i actually i was watching a thing recently and apparently agent provocateur uh did a lot of work on like burlesque or something oh like the yeah. movie the christina aguilera movie weird yes. yeah um anyway sorry that was a sidebar no i i had no idea how fascinating mm. um share is also in that mm-hmm. so and mia's Stanley tucci sorry we're, oh. we this is not a, this is not a burlesque <laughs> i don't think i've ever podcast. actually seen it and Kristen bell right and Kristen bell yeah okay, and yeah. um fucking like julian huff i think is that her name mm yeah did like dancer Weird. yeah mm-hmm. i know right anyway that's a it's a terrible terrible <laughs> this movie isn't but a burlesque podcast let us know if you're into that let us know um mia starts to to reflect on what happened with lana and the josh thing and she starts to kind of understand why lana was so upset about it and she's like it's kind of what's happening right now with lily and jp mm-hmm. is um speaking of jp jp asks mia to hang out incessantly he like he like begs her to hang out with him and Um, he gives her every opportunity under the sun he's like we could do this we could do this we could do this and then mia is like oh he's taking his breakup so hard um which is frustrating to me yeah i mean i feel like i don't think she's reflecting appropriately she's definitely not but i feel like if i want to i kind of want to like view this in the way that we are viewing it when we were first reading it mm-hmm. which I know when I was first reading it I was like this is a mild confession I didn't really like Michael <laughs> like as a teenager 
Yeah. Like I was like, he's, I was just like, he's annoying. Like I was like, (laughs) he's he's kind of annoying. He's kind of rude. And like, and like, yeah, he does like nice things for her, but like, it's, uh, I just don't think they're a good match. And so like when JP came around, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. When JP came around, I was like, oh, he's a nice guy. And like, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. reading it for the first time, he's a nice guy and he's showing her attention and he's like doing nice things for her and mm-hmm. like yeah he is being a little desperate but yeah you know haven't it's we a lot. all <laughs> yeah <laughs> um interesting that's funny that we've gotten nine books in <laughs> and you haven't said that yet yeah um, well, I like him better upon second reading yeah I, I agree or like um, older me reading I guess yeah uh, Mia in chemistry asks Kenny about because she's heard about him hooking up. I mean, about Lily hooking up with somebody at the party, one of his Muay Thai fighter friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of snaps at me and is like, "Can you focus on the experiment?" And doesn't answer the question. And he says he's doing. He's about. He's handling a very hazardous procedure. So yes. fucking so put a pin in that. Yes, he's handling, <laughs> he's handling something very volatile. Mm-hmm. Um, so at therapy later in the day, Mia tells Dr. Nuts about shopping with Lana and that that scares her. Um, and Dr. Nuts tells a beautiful story about his horse, Dusty, who mm-hmm. um, like always wades into the pond no matter what's happening, no matter if she's saddled up or not. And his point is, it's not always practical to do exactly what we want to do. Um, and yeah. I like his horse analogies. There are more throughout. <laughs> um, but anyway. I can, yeah, I can see how she would be confused by them, though. I bet she's only yeah. ever seen horses pulling carriages. So oh, for she's sure. like, what? I I like later on, too, when he's kind of, me is kind of opening up and she's talking about how, like kind of her day at school and how no one was sitting with her and mm-hmm. how you know, like the breakup and everything. And she was like, I mean, I was always expecting, basically she kind of says like, she's always expecting Michael to break up with her at some point. And I really, really love this moment because well, Mia doesn't totally get the point immediately, but Mm -hmm. Dr. Nuts is like, supposedly I take your word for it. If you really feel that way, that you aren't worthy of Michael, um, hadn't you better do something about it? And Mia's Mm -hmm. takeaway from this is she says no he was like yeah you're right you do kind of suck now what do you (laughs) do about it which is not what he was saying obviously but like that is such a big part of therapy of like oh okay so you're telling me like if I'm gonna believe you that you're an awful person like all right like what are you gonna do about it right it's literally you have to like talk to the voices in your head that are telling you crazy shit and like Mm -hmm. not realize you can't believe everything they say because they're lying to you yeah. And she she makes clear in this scene that she has been extremely enabled by her oh poor me attitude because she's Absolutely. like, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to tell me I'm great mm-hmm. like everyone else does. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. Um, I think but I think it's good that he he doesn't like let her get away with like, oh, I broke up with Michael so he can beat me to it because like I'm not as good as him. And he's like, OK, well, do something about it. Then do something great. Yeah. And that's not bad advice. I mean, mm-hmm. like it is, it's very, it's very normal and standard like therapy, yeah. which I, I don't know. I just really love point. it. And I, I didn't <laughs> remember a lot about Mr. K, but like it's starting to come back now. And I, he's great. Love he's him. great. He's so great. Um, so that's her takeaway from, from her first official therapy session. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tina later asked Mia to go shopping on Saturday, but she's already said yes to going shopping with Lana. So she lies and says she's doing something with Grummare, but she says she's going to come sleep over afterward. And she actually seems excited about that, which is good. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about the lying? I feel like it's just normal uh, for Mia. Like, I think it's like yeah. kind of, I get it. Yeah. Because like it would be weird via text or via IM, whatever, right. to be like, oh yeah, remember that girl who was so awful to you for, and mm-hmm. is still continues to be kind of awful to you? I'm actually going shopping with her. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I can't go shopping with you, my best friend who's been here for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get why she lied about it, but yeah, it's like we gotta stop lying so much we if, we're gonna, stop if lying. we're gonna improve. Um, and then there's that funny thing when she's at the store about the the people spritzing her with tram- 
with with perfume and being like Trish McAvoy and she says no my name's Mia (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was funny um the perfume samples um oh also Helen is not thrilled about Mia shopping understandably so because she's a supportive mom who's like all I've been hearing about for the past 10 years is how mean this Lana girl has been to you so like why Mm -hmm. are we hanging out with her now Mm -hmm. um totally totally get it but. And Mia, Mia goes shopping, mm-hmm. and her bra size is a 36C now instead of a 34B, um, which she's very excited about. And they yeah. talk about, um, they talk about the fact that, like, what happened with Josh, and they kind of get the, they talk about the elephant in the room in a sense. Mm-hmm. And Lana's like, "Well, I'm finally over it." And Mia's like, "Well, you hated me before that." And Lana's like. Well, that was mostly because of Lily. Yeah, is what she says she says she mostly doesn't like Lily. Um, and I like this moment here because Mia realizes that she she's been leaning on the Moskovitzes to help her with basically everything, and yeah. she like can't do that anymore. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I kind good. of I don't hate that. I have mixed feelings about this, obviously, because it's not very nice to be in a group shit talking one person yeah and especially after like what it's we're fresh off of what Mia has done to Lily and Mm -hmm. has yet to take responsibility for yep but it is very true that like Lily is mean to people and we've been saying this for for nine books that Lily is mean to people yeah and she has zero repercussions yeah she has Mm -hmm. zero repercussions for any of her actions and she takes no responsibility for her actions yeah so it's kind of nice to see Mia be like, oh, wow, yeah, you know what? She is kind of a jerk. And you know what? Maybe I I really don't miss her being a jerk to me all the time. Yeah. You know, like maybe it will be nice. And she makes that comment too about when they're shopping about Lily would have been so judgmental yeah. of like everything we're doing. And she actually has a good time. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that about, I mean, Lily, yeah, she's starting to reflect that like Lily's kind of a jerk. Um, she also confides in them about breaking up with Michael mm-hmm. and Lana says that's how she felt when Josh dumped her and Mia feels like really bad um, I really love this like because Lana we do come to like really love and like enjoy and she's a great gal well <laughs> she tries her best yeah she tries <laughs> she says uh, whatever I got over it and you will too mm-hmm. I really like that like I it's too. for Lana that like is a heartfelt moment <laughs> yeah and it's very blunt and to the point but like mm-hmm. in a good way yeah um we also get a little background on Lana that we find out that she had a pony that she loved named Bubbles and her parents gave it away without asking her without her consent and apparently she uses this as leverage whenever she's in trouble Um, I was gonna ask if we can talk about the reason Bubbles comes up is because Lana's bill comes to $1,847.56 on underwear (laughs) on underwear and well is there a few other things and like a few clothes clothes in general and like all but mostly this like trunk show right yeah and and Trish is like just bring up Bubbles whatever just make your parents feel guilty because blah 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 um and but Mia says that she spent like twice or like I was gonna ask how much we thought she spent because between, Mia spends like, definitely more between eight and ten thousand dollars at least. I think so too. I was gonna guess ten to fifteen. So I've been waiting for this moment because I know someone who's done this. I remember you telling me about this. Wait, yeah, yeah. Sh- please share. So it's a a, f- a friend of mine who shall remain anonymous um, was talking about it because it was post like further education and she was like moving into the workforce and she just passed a big test so like early Um, 20s early mid 20s no I think she's no no no. she was like it was it was post law school I'll say that oh yeah so post law school so I think she was like 27 or 28 um and and she she basically (laughs) without asking her dad because like apparently at some point in her life her dad had said like, yeah, you can use this credit card and spend as much as you want to revamp your wardrobe when you're going into school. And she spent $10,000. 
Oh my God. On clothes alone. Did she buy like designer clothes only? Dude, like how do you even spend that much on clothes? Dude, I don't know. And like, I kind of was like on the risk, like I was, I felt so bad because she was, she was getting mad at her dad because her dad got mad at her even because like of another situation because she had spent this money. And like, at some point in her life, he had said she could do this. And then she did it but then it had it had been like a number of years and like financials had changed and yada 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 and like so she was like talking about like how isn't this bullshit and like my dad's girlfriend blah 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 blah. and I was like you spent how much though like what so like you're 28 like well bitch if you're in school (laughs) like she didn't have have, like a lot of like spending money but yeah like I extremely privileged yeah and it was it was a very much of like a me moment of like oh wow like this is that's insane and it's insane that you don't recognize that that's insane yeah um oh man dude having to like look someone in the eyes and be like but why yeah they're complaining about like their dad being mad at them for spending ten thousand dollars was like what the fuck that'll Um, make me mad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just feel like oh wow well, that's crazy that I couldn't I mean ten thousand dollars like that's insane I know I would have trouble spending ten thousand dollars on clothes I would I'm not sure where I yeah. would go <laughs> you'd have to go to like Saks I guess or like guess somewhere so, yeah. really really high end yeah because like, I mean ten thousand dollars would buy out tj maxx you know oh like, yeah absolutely <laughs> that's insane that's unacceptable i don't it, it was know. super crazy i was like yeah. and especially hearing about it and i was just like what like, yeah. are sure? what are you sure um Ooh. but yeah anyway that's i oh my gosh that's crazy yeah mia used her her dad's credit card her black emergency mm-hmm. only amex to buy all these clothes oh wait then- sorry I just want to back up really quick. They yeah, go yeah, to lunch at Nobu 57, which is exi- which exists, and Mia yes. pays for Lars's Wagyu beef steak, which I looked it up and is $38 per ounce. Yeah, Wagyu beef is delicious, <laughs> though. If you ever have a chance, if you're oh, not yeah. paying for it, fucking get that shit. It's I so would good. like to. We're, we have reservations at a steak restaurant um, in, in Florida in the future, and they have Wagyu beef, and I intend to order it. Oh, absolutely. And I am very excited. I've never had it before. It. So I'm had, very excited. I had a production pay for it once because we traveled to this like fancy resort to a uh, steamboat, uh, Colorado. Nice. And there's only like, like we have like a, we have a cap on how much we can spend or whatever, right. but because of where we were, we like couldn't keep that because right. it was just insane. So expensive. Yeah. It was so expensive. And so we got Wagyu beef to share and mm. it was so fucking good. And it was, it tasted even better because I didn't have to pay for it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I will have to pay for mine, sadly. Unf- but it'll Unless somebody wants to Venmo me. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I just wanted to point out that Mia pays for Lars's food and he orders something very expensive. So I'm sure he really enjoyed that. Oh, um, but Mia gets all her clothes delivered to the loft, mm-hmm. everything she bought. And Helen is really upset at how much she spent. Um, and I, she, she used her Amex. Philippe's not mad at her either. He they talk on the phone because Helen's like, I'm calling your father. I and fucking love this moment really, so like, much. doesn't care. It's cute. <sighs> it's so cute because he's like, I mean, imagine having me as a fucking kid, though, because she never, for all her faults, mm-hmm. she does not, she often does not spend money on herself. Oh, no, she's not frivolous at all. She's not frivolous. So especially to have a dad who is constantly wants her to be frivolous and to like he wants to take her and to do all these fun things which mm-hmm. is like no give it to the fucking whales yeah <laughs> uh it's so cute it and it's is really cute. nice yeah it's very cute and I actually your story far tops mine but I wanted to bring up I had a very similar experience to this in college my freshman year of college I was really depressed I had a really hard time I was like not ready for college I wasn't at the right college it was just a mess and I would do this thing that I still kind of do sometimes as a coping ex- mechanism where I just drive around in my car, just drive around, and just be by myself. And one day I ended up at the mall and in the, in the town where I was going to college and I went inside and I bought a bunch of clothes on my parents' credit card. Granted, I probably, th- I think I only spent about a hundred dollars, which was a lot for me. At the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I told my parents and they were super nice about it. And they were like, 
because I it was like retail therapy like I very temporarily felt a little bit better Mm -hmm. um because I was like excited about my new clothes and they were super cool about it and really supportive and shout out to them for that but like it was it just made me think about that when I was reading it and how retail therapy can be like a real thing albeit very frivolous and short-lived but like I totally felt a little bit better <laughs> when yeah, I did no, it. Absolutely. Um, that, no, that totally, that totally makes sense. I, yeah. I still fucking do that. My mom gets like mad at me because I don't really like presents very much. And like, literally, I literally just had this happen very recently where I was talking about these really nice glasses, these really nice wine glasses um, that anyway, I was talking about these really nice wine glasses and she was like, well, I can buy them for you. And I was like, oh, no, I'll buy them for nice. myself. Like at yeah. some point I was just mentioning that I wanted them. Cause I don't know what color I'm going to get them in blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, I can buy them. It's your birthday's coming up. And I'm like, my birthday's literally not coming up. It's in four <laughs> it's months. It's like <laughs> half a year away. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very long time. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. So supportive. Um, Thanks, I did Paris. write how much do we think we- she spent, but I guess we both kind of guessed around $10,000. Yes. Um, but she donates an equivalent amount to Amnesty International. Which is still a bit insane and mm-hmm. it's not Crazy. cool for not asking. I yes. Guess. If you're like, going to spend $10,000, you absolutely should get clear that mm-hmm. beforehand. I mean, you can't even like get that much money out of a bank account without like a cashier's check. Dude, right. Like, <laughs> but I um, guess like, you know what? I guess good for good for Mia I think at the end of the day like as crazy as this story is like good for Mia yeah she's trying her hardest and and she also learns a lot in the process like she learns that Lana is just kind of like her rudeness is really just her like joking around and not understanding that like her jokes are rude (laughs) and hurt like can be hurtful yeah yeah um and they invite Mia to a party later that they night. They do. Which is cool. But she says, I'm going to sleep over at my friend Tina's house. Which, which I like. So fucking good for Mia. Cause like good it would be Mia. so tempting. And if this was like a normal teen book, it would be like, and I went and I had a great time and I forgot to tell Tina that I wasn't gonna be able to meet up with her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like she would be like the cool girl. But I fucking love <laughs> that Meg yeah. is like no, you can do both. You can yep. be like cool and popular and like go to parties if you want, but like mm-hmm. you can still keep your old friends who maybe that's not their jam. Preach. We Thanks, didn't Mike. go to parties except that we went one. To one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious because we had kind of Alana who well didn't really have like the fun side of her, but we had Alana <laughs> at our school. And when we went to this one party, oh, God, I fucking distinctly remember this. This is so stupid. High school's the worst. Um, I was literally wearing like a white t-shirt and jeans and flip-flops and I had put on like a necklace. And we wore school uniforms. So like outside of school, like anyway, this fucking girl goes, Oh, that's so cute. You dressed up for the party. And I was like, I'm wearing jeans I was like I guess yeah. I'm wearing rainbows yeah. <laughs> like, which are rainbow flip-flops if anyone yeah doesn't know what those are but like I was wearing like literally the most minimal of looking ni- like yeah I yeah. could have been going to Target. very cash whatever yeah we so don't stupid. stand women who bring other women down yeah that's not cool um <laughs> so <laughs> me and Tina at their sleepover they change all the clocks to make Tina's siblings think it's bedtime. And then the kids cry themselves to sleep. Um, <laughs> they're so fine. They're like, it's fine. They just, they eventually stopped. They eventually <laughs> wore themselves out from screaming. And they watch a bunch of Drew Barrymore movies and they rate them zero out of five gold Drews. <laughs> yes. Uh, I looked through the list and I picked out my favorite, which is Fever Pitch. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I saw you did that. And I'm which like, is your favorite? I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like, let me just take a quick I don't peek. like most of these movies. I will I mean, admit. I love E.T. But if okay, we're going to pick yeah. like a classic, like Drew Barrymore movie, I fucking love Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Oh yeah. That, that was a close second for me. So much. But also under, Okay. The last one that they watch is E.T. And underneath, Tina says, face it, Drew's a genius. I'd wish she'd get her own talk show. Yeah, and she did. And she did. Meg um, is a fucking psychic. 
I really loved that show Santa Clarita Diet that she was on on Netflix. Oh I yeah, that was a great one. I loved that show yeah. and it got canceled and I was so disappointed yeah. because it like left on a cliffhanger. Because the, um, the kid- You're not squeamish. In- Check that show out. It's so yeah. funny. The kid that's in that is in The Righteous Gemstones. Yes, I have such a crush on him. He's so cute. Oh yeah, that's right. I told you he <laughs> and his girlfriend like baby talk to each yeah. other, right? Barf. Isn't that weird? That's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, But anyway, Mia finally tells Tina about Michael's email. She hadn't shared it yet. But she finally does, which I'm glad she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boris and JP show up. Well, mm-hmm. Tina's parents are out. Uh, they show up with ice cream, which Tina is like, oh, fuck yes. They have presents. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that she calls it a um, present. Yeah. <laughs> and she notes as they arrive, she's like, Boris and JP are hanging out? Like, I didn't think they hung out. Um, and she also notices that JP looks pop and fresh mm-hmm. <laughs> he's wearing timberlands um, he says what she says but i think that's what? like a northern thing i think that's like a thing i think that's a normal footwear d- uh, thing you don't like, see that much in cold in, uh, environments uh, yeah huh because um, they're like warm shoes, right <laughs> yeah like i think that's like a thing even though like in our mind like in my mind i'm picturing like a perp one lawn order svu <laughs> but i think I it's like, just like a normal thing yeah huh cool yeah he's i mean he must be a cool guy and, and she like very of the time i think yeah she notices that like she doesn't no- normally notice when she thinks other guys look good mm-hmm. uh and boris and tina start sucking face and so JP and Mia go to the kitchen and Mia tells him about shopping with Lana kind of all just like comes tumbling out. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells him about therapy and he confesses that he has also been in therapy uh, because he used to drop shit off of their high rise roof. Right. Super dangerous and illegal. Yeah. And not um, just like eggplants, like no, things that could actually like hurt glass. People. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think in this, this, whole interaction he's very kind he listens he's very supportive um mia starts crying um and she asks how long it takes to feel better and like she admits she's still really upset about michael and he hugs her and she notices that he smells like dry cleaning fluid Mm -hmm. confession about myself i have only taken clothes to get dry cleaned like once ever it's one more time uh, I will. Me. I will put. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it smells like. I will straight up put something that's dry clean only straight in the wash and just see what happens. I mean, most of the time it's fine. Like as long most as it's not like it's wool fine. or cashmere. Like you're right. totally fine. And I don't own any wool or cashmere because I am not fancy. Um. Anyway, what does dry cleaning fluid even smell like? How yeah. would you describe it, friends? Yeah, describe it to us. I. I. I think maybe people in like like new york and stuff get that done more because like a lot of places don't have washer dryers and if you're gonna oh, take it they, somewhere might as well take it to the dry cleaner that's I don't true know. and they probably have like wool and cashmere on a more regular basis because it gets cold there true good they point to like be we're doing warm. a lot of extrapolating <laughs> <laughs> no one correct us <laughs> no one correct us we're definitely right <laughs> um but anyway jp makes a really really good point mm-hmm. in this. mia's really upset about lily and JP points out about everything that's happened, maybe Lily wasn't as good a friend as Mia thought she was. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't like to like compare and contrast like uh, uh, bad things that people have done. But in our experience right now, we have seen in their relationship, Mia do one very pretty bad thing one right. pretty bad thing like but that's I mean, it but that's it and like she's we otherwise have seen, been very supportive of lily yeah but we've seen lily like just be constantly constantly awful awful yep. awful awful and like and jp makes a good point he's like she's probably fucking jealous or she said she was jealous of you and she would say like really mean things about mm-hmm. you behind your back and if mm-hmm. he if she's saying things to jp you know she's saying stuff to other people too and like yeah that's not okay that's not okay no. to talk don't talk shit about your friends behind their back um and Mia I, does the yeah. whole like JP says like oh a lot of girls are jealous of you and Mia's like but I'm disgusting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yeah. I'm tired of the self-deprecating like I don't know. I'm just annoyed by it, but I get it. I like the way they kind of are starting to wrap up their conversation and JP says 
face it, Mia, you're not the same person you used to be. That doesn't mean you aren't better or that there aren't people who are going to love you no matter what you eat or who you hang out with, but not everyone is going to be able to wrap their minds around it the way say Tina and I have, which like, mm-hmm. shut up about yourself. Don't lump yourself in with Tina. Yeah, don't lump yourself in with Tina. Tina's you are perfect. not in the same tier. Yeah, like <laughs> Tina's incredible. Like JP, like you're cool and everything. And you're being really nice right now, but like you and Tina are not in this. Mm-mm. Y'all aren't even playing the same sport. So no. like not even like much less you're not in the same. JP's league. like fucking water polo and Tina is like whatever the best horse polo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more romantic. The better polo. The better polo. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Um better outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh but <laughs> but I mean in a more serious way like that's very true that like in high school and college and like throughout your life you do have changes and stuff and yeah. Sometimes it is hard to bring people with you because like y'all might go either in different directions or someone stays more the same and like it can mm-hmm. be kind of difficult to reconcile that. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really good point that JP makes and I, there's nothing wrong with changing. There's nothing wrong with growing and kind of figuring out who you want to be. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with kind of changing your style and wearing fucking chandelier earrings and booby shirts, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Do you. Nothing at all. Do what makes you happy. Absolutely. As long as you're not hurting anyone else. Totally. Um, at the end of this instance, JP is like, Mia, there's something I've been meaning to tell you. I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. But then the doorman calls up that Tina's parents are home and the boys have to rush out. Like the servant's door or whatever the fuck they leave from (laughs) what did they call it they call it something like like that it's like the servant's entrance or something um which is like through the um, servant's entrance is this 1901 um but anyway at the end of the evening when tina and me are like going to sleep tina says boris said jp like forced him to to invite themselves over to tina's house and boris thinks jp is in love with mia and tina agrees and Mia has a good laugh at that, which is frustrating to me because it's not the first time she's heard it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'll talk about this more in the next section as well. But it's like we learned in book eight that if a lot of people are telling you something, you maybe should listen. Mm-hmm. Like how every single person told her not to break up with Michael. Yeah. And she's not over it in your mind. Grade, yeah. So. Don't don't just brush it off. And yeah. same with the thing about Lily being jealous of her. People have told her that in the past, too. And she's always like, <laughs> no way. That's like crazy. you need to. I do feel like in this book as a whole, we see a lot of growth, but it, it's in like some areas and not others mm-hmm. like this JP. Thing. But anyway, this is where we wrap up this section. Yes, we do wrap it up. Um, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. What the heck was JP going to say? I mean, I don't know. What can't even say. No idea. I'm just, whoa. <laughs> um, whoa. I only have like one, I think, quote I didn't read on page 76. <laughs> um, Mia says about Boris, um, he's such a good boyfriend. He always says exactly what Tina tells him to. Shut up, up, man. Like, uh, Michael didn't do that, did he? He did not. Um, mm. Good line. Do you hear something? What? What? Is that that? bringing my uh, box spring? No, I think it's the pop culture. (laughs) Um, There, again, not a lot. Um, It's such a plot-heavy book. Like, there's so much to focus on. Yeah. Um, they're absolutely, yeah, there's a lot to focus on. So like, there really isn't a whole lot to go off of. Um, we have Halo 3, I think that she talks about, um, uh, Lars playing Halo on his phone. So Halo 3. She doesn't say sidekick? No. Okay. So, well, (laughs) she says he's playing Halo on his Treo, which like a sidekick, but I think it has like internet access. I don't know. It's like different. Mm. I looked it up and it's like, like. it's a little different looking. Um, I'm not, I don't think they make them anymore, though. Um, the, they talk about Daniel Craig and Christina Royale, which came out in 2006. Um, they talk about wow. Carrot Top. Yes. <laughs> which Carrot was Top. hilarious. Carrot Top was such a thing. He was such a thing. Okay. Do you want to <laughs> guess how old he is? Uh, like 38? 41? 56. What? <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, he's I'm shocked. Right okay, now. and his real name is Scott Thompson. 
boring. What? Thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Carrot top's way better. Um, oh my god, he's 56? I what? know, right? Um, and then she talks about that movie. Do you remember this movie? Why I wore lipstick to my mastectomy? No. But okay. I do remember reading it in this book and I didn't look it up because I knew you'd provide it me with was information. Such like a thing back <laughs> it in the was? day. So yeah, I I remember it being like a oh. real thing. I feel like people talked about it like nonstop. But I also would watch the I watched the Today Show in the morning. Um like in <laughs> high school. So like, like such a grown-up kid. <laughs> in the today show before school <laughs> I mean yeah like but it was on so like it was a lifetime movie that came out in 2006 but it was based on a book by Gerilyn Lucas that came out in 2004 and she was just like a young woman who ended up having to get a double mastectomy and like she tells the story of why she wore lipstick because like it's you know it can be very traumatic to get a mastectomy yeah. because of what we well, perceive as female beauty and mm-hmm. all that is kind of tied up in like our breasts and stuff and like what makes you a woman which like obviously mm. your breasts don't make you a woman but it was it was kind of just her healing process talking about that, that and then we talk cool. about the grudge which came out in 2004 god everybody talked about that movie oh my gosh yeah I, I went and saw it in theaters I remember seeing was it was scary yeah it was really scary and this girl like called me out and said she was like oh my god you're like so scared and I was like I'm literally not fucking scared I'm literally just putting on lip gloss because I it's like the I'm I need to right now so like that's weird who the fuck is like you're so scared at a horror movie (laughs) of course that's the point um yeah it was fucking Cecilia fucking Cecilia okay so uh all of so this is like not really pop culture but it's a little funny um she calls Trisha Ava Brom Mm-hmm. you know who that is isn't that um hitler's wife mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> i, I do oh they're related yeah i guess that was like his point yeah eugenics um, or whatever yeah Gross. okay so this podcast quit. big thumbs down hitler big just thumbs in case down to that hitler. wasn't clear not we're not fans no nope. not cool not, not even a little bit not even a little bit we hate um him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> quick, just quickly, I'm going to go through all the, the Drew Barrymore movies. Um, Curious George, 2006. Fever Pitch, 2005. 50 First Dates, 2004. Duplex, 2003. Charlie's <sighs> Angels, Full Throttle, 2003. Page turn for some <laughs> um, Oh, they talk about South of Nowhere, which is a show that she, Drew Barrymore is not in, but it was one from 05 to 08. Wait, and Drew Barrymore's not in it, but they I don't say think, she You know, they talk about... Um, they talk about, they compare it to, um, not sure what all the hand-holding with the Lucy Leo and Cameron was about doing oh, the press junkets for this, right? Gotcha. Who holds hands with their girlfriends, except Spencer and Ashley on South of Nowhere, of okay. course. But they're gotcha. dating. Um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, 2002. Riding Cars with Boys, 2001. That's a really fun movie Classic. if you haven't seen it. Never Been Kissed, 1999. Can you fucking imagine if this movie was made today? <laughs> Home no. Fries, 98. Donnie Darko, 2001. Brokeback Mountain, 2005. Jarhead, 2005. Ever After, 1998. Um, the Wedding Singer, 98. Bad Girls, 1994. The Amy, F- Amy Fisher Story, 1993. Do you know who Amy Fisher is? She's the Joey Buttafugo girl, right? <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to know Joey Buttafugo. I literally yeah. wrote it. <laughs> I Joey do know Buttafugo. who that is. Um, um, wait, explain who that is. If oh, okay. Know. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't know, this is like a really famous story. And it's not, it's absolutely not funny. Like I'm the only, it's the only reason it's funny is because the name Buttafugo is funny. Um, Amy Fisher was a teenager. She was like 17, 18, and she began having an affair with a man named Joey Buttafuoco. Technically speaking, that is not an affair. It is statutory rape, but yes. we'll gloss over that to say that when he tried to break up with her because he was married, she went to his wife's house and shot her in the face. But she survived. She survived. And um, didn't she also shoot him like in the ass or did I make that I th- up? I think she did shoot him in the ass. Um, and he also made those pants, the like Joey Buttafuoco pants mm-hmm. was like a thing. Yes. Google pictures of it. it it's like it, it just became this really crazy pop culture moment that like for some reason was pop culture, even though it was like this horrifying story of like a team that like went to jail, but thankfully she, she is out now and she's like learned a lot. And she and the wife actually became like friends and the wife and yeah, they like, they became friends and like, they like mended their relationship and like, she was like, dude, you were a fucking child. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, did you say your list contains the movie Jarhead? Yeah. They just talk about it. 
Wait, really? Yeah. Where, no, where was Jarhead not, on your list? No, Jarhead is something they talk about because they're, uh, Tina says. Um, oh, broke back in Jarhead. I see. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's just like Never listed mind. in like one of the little yep. talking about other movies. Okay. So then we have Unreconcilable Differences. That's 1984. Firestarter 1984. That's a great movie. And then of course, E.T. 1982. Nice. I really don't like that movie, uh, Duplex. <laughs> yeah, a terrible it's movie. <laughs> dark as hell, and it's not even that good. I don't no. think that um, fucking what's his name? Um, ben Stiller. Yeah, I think Ben Stiller is annoying. I think he's really pretentious, um, mm-hmm. and his movies aren't that good. But agreed. Whatever. Nice. Oh, but yeah, well, that's all we had. As always. Thank you. We love a good Joey Buttafuoco reference. We love a good Joey Buttafuoco reference. Um, in terms of dated social norms, I just noted that Dr. Nuts orders a movie from Netflix, like he orders a DVD, right. <laughs> oh. uh, which used to be how, what Netflix was. For, for those of you youngins who don't know, it was like you ordered DVDs and they came and then you mailed them back in like pre, pre-stamped packages. I still remember when I like made the decision to no longer do the DVDs and only do streaming, even mm-hmm. though there was less options, because I was like, Mm, you can't because you couldn't do both you could only do one there at one point you could do like one dvd out at a time and streaming Mm. um but that was only for like a minute and i think that that was like what i chose to do and then they were just like no you can only do like because you could do like one dvd at a time two dvds out at a time or three dvds out at a time Mm. and obviously i did the three the um but i like remember being i think i was like a sophomore in college sophomore junior in college when like Mm -hmm. when I was like oh I just got a new dvd player that has netflix on the dvd player or the blu-ray player so Mm -hmm. I can like access it immediately to my tv I don't have to watch before we had smart tvs yeah (laughs) or like roku or yeah like now I have apple tv but it was like the first time I was like oh I guess I'll just switch over because it'll be so much easier Mm -hmm. that's funny what a fucking weird what a time um we really are a part of the uh electronic revolution or whatever Certainly. it's called the I internet evolution i had a hard time with biggest bully i uh i didn't i can't pick one i can't either i don't know if we have one i mean i yeah. don't think anyone's being like we already I talked about i hate me Thermopolis, the creator of that yeah but, i don't um, think it's warranted here yeah i don't think so either i think this is this is nice no one's a bitch I mean, like, I people are being bitches, but like not in a. But like not, way. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go with no one. Let's go with no one. Um, that's nice. And we can't mm-hmm. talk about we can't talk about bullies or the lack thereof without talking about the roast of Boris Pokowski. That was nice. I like that. I have a personal roast of Boris Pokowski. Oh, nice. Because other than him sucking face with Tina, there's not really anything. But on page eighty-eight. Boris says, I mean, Mia says, Boris was actually going on about his hatred for emo, specifically My Chemical Romance. Yeah, as fuck he you, Boris. Unacceptable. 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 They actually just announced that they're moving their 2021 tour to 2022, which is fine because they said there, you know, a lot of trauma has happened in the past couple of years and they want to make sure everyone's mm-hmm. safe and all that fun stuff. I'm very excited though. I'm definitely going to, you can absolutely catch me at an MCR show. A hundred percent. Didn't you have tickets to their show like right before COVID hit? No, because they only oh, had tickets. Sorry. I no, I was like, I was going to go see them because I... Like literally, I looked up plane tickets. So they were only playing in like LA, and I looked up tickets, oh. and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go to LA for a night." Um, yeah. <laughs> but it would have cost like six hundred dollars, which, like, I mean, I've paid I've paid that much to go to a concert before. But mm-hmm. I Ooh, what concert was it? Foo Fighters? Of course, it was Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was floor seats, so it was like, wow. yeah. So I like got sweat on by Dave. Brawl and Pat Smear. So, like, why not? Um, best. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, but I decided not to. I was like, I mean, like, I was going to see them. <laughs> In my mind, nice. I was going to see them. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Loser and winner. I also had a hard time with this section. I did too. I had less of a hard time. I like last night, I kind of was just like, I was just like, stream of consciousness. I'm going to pick. Um, right. I picked for loser. I said JP. Because okay. he's being such a desperate bitch. 
yeah like, okay so true. he is being desperate yeah. i picked tina's siblings <laughs> just With- because of them having to go to bed at like 4 p.m that's fair that is it. fair no i like jp he is being very desperate but yeah. then again he also is very supportive of mia and her that's whole therapy true. thing I don't know. Should we just say no one? <laughs> yeah, I w- I'm fine with saying no one, okay, actually. We'll yeah, no one. I'm cool with that. Okay. Um, Do you have thoughts on a winner? Oh, and winner? <laughs> I said Mia purely because, like, she is getting out of her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. She's still kind of on her old shit with the lying, but she is, yeah. like, she's, uh, is, she's on her way to healing, and she's cool with that process. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see her, like, at the beginning of this journey. Yep. I agree. I love it. Sweet. Um, I, I agree with that. I didn't have a good argument for anybody else, really. Okay. Um, awesome. Glad we can agree on this. Here we are. Perfect. Um, so, nice. this is a good section. Tell us your thoughts about this section. <laughs> yeah. I. There's a lot of stuff y'all have to tell us, too. You have to let us know about furnaces and incinerators, mm-hmm. um, dry cleaning fluids, um, and uh have you ever not noticed when someone liked you and just like were blissfully unaware Mm -hmm. and just kind of let someone like chase after you um in kind of a annoying way but (laughs) then eventually you realize they might like you um and there's a lot of places you can tell us about this uh we can go on our facebook the podcast diaries our instagram the podcast diary one uh, we have a Twitter, The Podcast Diary, and we, you can send us a whole email uh, at thepodcastdiary at gmail.com. Do it. Find all this on our website at thepodcastdiaries.com. That you can. Um, next up, we are going to be reading, um, the we like I said before, we split this book into four sections. So um, the next section is going to be Sunday, September 19th, 5 p.m., The Loft through the section Wednesday, September 22nd, The Loft. So read that. We're, we're going to talk about it. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Very exciting But thank stuff. you for listening. We love you. Um, we, yes. We love you and we like you. Yep. And uh, all that's left to do is say a royal goodbye to you. And to you.